Across the Galaxy, episode eight. We're talking some Star Wars here and get into Geek, Mitch, Maddie. We got Star Wars names. We've established that on the show in the past episodes. Brennan became Darth Shren. Did we ever have anything going on? Dars Endax. That's what I'm going with. Okay. I don't know What's, why. Like your your Dars Indexed or your Dars and no no, no that's Dars first name last name Dars. Okay. And Dax. Okay, I thought you were saying like Dars and oh, that, and like, Dax. Yeah. Well, Dax is a Star Trek name, so you can't yeah. be you can't oh. just be Dax. You can't be and whereas, Dax. Whereas Dex is a Star Wars oh, name because yeah. of old mate in the diner, right? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Dex something isn't mm, it? Yep. Dex. And it's also a Stargate name. So hey, we're covering mm. all the star things. Yeah. What a great start to the show! Welcome Fantastic. to it. Talking Star Wars because. Uh, Dave Filoni be cooking at the moment, to use a phrase we were just saying off air before Mike. You are just so down with the kids and the lingo. <laughs> Let him cook. It's like, what does that mean, Mitch? I don't know, but people are saying it. You're, you're vibing with some riz. <laughs> oh, stop. You got some riz. I'll stop bringing riz into it. Uh, look, here I was, silly uh, me. Uh, I, I sat down on uh, Wednesday, our time, when Ahsoka releases new episodes. And just to skip straight to the reviews, I mean, there's probably some news getting around at the moment, but how can we not just jump straight to talking about Ahsoka? And I thought, you know what? Before I watch episode four, I'm going to re-watch episode three and just go back mm. to back on this. So here I have Ahsoka, episode three, time to fly. Make a couple of notes. Okay, number four. Oh, it's called Fallen Jedi. Okay, great. Mm. Then the end of episode four happens, and it's like, how do we not just jump into talking about like the big things that happened across episode four? Like, yeah. how, how could I possibly come in here and go, hold your thoughts, hold yeah. your excitement? I'm going to go through chronologically. Like, I'm going to start by going, oh, Mon Mothra is Chancellor yeah. now. Like, let's discuss so, this. So basically, well, we are, and I hate to say it, yes. um, we are. Kanye. Can, yep. We are Kanye. Mm-hmm. Episode three is Taylor Swift. Episode four is Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know what I mean? We're like, episode three, it's cute. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but episode four. Ben Anakin Skywalker is one of the great cliffhangers of all time. Yeah. Well. Of all time. Is it him? Well, I mean, yes with the butts or mm. no one or maybe. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Because, you know, we get the, the Vader music. We get mm. the, you know, and we get like a, a light-hearted Imperial March. Mm. And then when it cuts to black, it's just full-blown, you know, mm. Vader thing. Yeah. Uh, and then someone very, very like keen-eyed person spotted. I can't take credit for this one. Anakin is not wearing... His lightsaber. I saw something on Twitter. It was like, this is what fanboys be like. Mm. And it was two guys on a big TV. They're standing in front of it and they're up there like with their fingers on the lightsaber trying to work out yeah, yeah which lightsaber that was, he was That carrying. was actually me and Craig during um, <laughs> uh, the Picard season three yeah. when it's like it cuts to this shot of just like the, the main space station on Earth and just like 30 ships around it. Yeah. We literally paused it went up right up against the TV going, oh my God, look at this one, look at this one, look at this one, look at this one. You did the same with yeah. uh, Rise of Skywalker, of course. With oh, those absolutely. 10,000 yeah. ships at the end. You're like, mm-hmm. I want to see what JJ's got going on here. Yeah, those pivotal... <laughs> Pivotal ships, yes. those that came from everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Mm. So, what uh, what's the thought? What's he, what lightsaber is he carrying? Because I've actually only seen the episode once. You've well, seen it, it twice now, right? Appears to be some kind of amalgamation. Oh. So it's like the hilt kind of looks like the Vader mm. hilt, but mm. then you can't really see like the the tip of it, like the mineral that kind yep. of stuff. So TBD. Because yeah, obviously it's like well. 
Anakin, as far as we know, had no awareness, no knowledge of the world between worlds, as we're mm. calling it. Uh, Darth Vader did kind of, like, by way mm. of Ahsoka being pulled into it as he was about to but strike he's also, her down. he's also a Force ghost now, so anything he is, is really possible. That's the thing. And, and, I mean, he didn't have that Force ghost sort of hue over him. Um, mm. as for, But maybe in the world between worlds, where all things, as Filoni says, all things exist at the same time yeah. and same space, and he's obviously, maybe Force Ghosts don't need to look like that. He's choosing to appear as his Clone Wars era self in mm. his Clone Wars where he's wearing, whereas like at the end of the new version of Jedi where they put yeah. um, Hayden Christensen's head back in, yeah. there he's wearing the traditional Jedi robes that he never wore, well, yes, like the a, tan. It's such a weird choice now that he would be put into that tunic and not his black that we have now seen him wear in two films. He wore the dark gear, so uh, mm. it is it is strange. But like then he pops up as the whatever he is at the moment in the world between worlds. I'm like, oh, he looks like Clone Wars Anakin. That's so cool. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, that's just what he got around in the films as well. So I, um, yeah. I think, that's, I think that's, that's got to be some way to manipulate Ahsoka. Okay. Because obviously Rebels Ahsoka, that was when she came to the realisation mm. that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker yeah. when they fought in the Sith Temple. Mm. And she even... Cut away half After of After having helmet. like bad feelings about something going on from the start of season two, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, actually, I, I heard a, a Dave Filoni video and he talked about how like when you see Ahsoka in the final episode of Clone Wars, mm. like with the stuff that overlaps with like during Order 66, mm. she reaches out and when Order 66 is taking place and feels all these up, but she reaches out for Anakin mm. And can't find him in the yeah. force, mm. and that's when she realizes he's dead. Yeah, and then at the in Rebels, when she reaches out at the start of season two mm. and touches Darth Vader, yeah, and that's when she passes out. Mm. That is actually, he said, that's like her subconscious mind feeling something familiar and just being overwhelmed with it yeah, and right. passing out with it. And then he said, like, her conscious mind didn't know that Anakin is Darth Vader. Mm. Her subconscious did. Yeah. And it took her that all of season two up until the fight mm. um, in the in the Sith Temple for her to realize that Anakin and Darth Vader are, are in fact the same person. Yeah, yeah. And then, I'd, side note, I did see someone put up a cool side-by-side side and it's like when Darth Vader's mask got cut away in Rebels, mm. it was one half of his face. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. in Obi-Wan, it was the other half of his face. So it's actually like, it's it was if only they'd worked together, it's like the symbolism <laughs> that yeah. they could have actually saved Anakin if the two of them worked together. Yeah. Same as um, uh, there's a shot during Qui-Gon's funeral, mm. and if you look, it's Anakin, mm. Obi-Wan, mm. Padme, and the Emperor, representing that the only people between Anakin and the Emperor yeah. are Obi-Wan and Padme. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's got to be someone or something manipulating Ahsoka her emotions mm. because that's the one thing that she's that's I think is gonna be her kryptonite mm. is her master, Anakin. Yeah. Clone Wars era Anakin. That's she's just gonna fall to pieces. Well not fall to pieces, but that's yeah. it's gonna she, she's gonna soften. She's gonna be like, oh my God. Mm. You know, so I think I think it is gonna be someone working mischievous. I yeah. don't know who, because as far as we know, Thrawn doesn't have that ability. No. I don't think it could be Morgan mm. or even Billie Eilish and, and Old Mate. Yeah. So, yeah, there, is there another player? Is it? I don't, I don't know. It's It can't be the Emperor. No. 
<laughs> I think Filoni's like, I don't care if he comes back in canon in 15 years. I'm not doing anything with him because he's yeah. dead. He's dead. George killed him and he's dead. Mm. I will go the other side. Mm. And because w- the speculation that he was going to be in the show because it's Ahsoka, we get that. Then the, the, the final full trailer comes out, before, uh, pre-release, obviously, and some narration at the end if you can, you can call that. Just a, a voiceover of Anakin saying, Ahsoka, you know, this is going to happen and this is what you're going to learn and you've just got to remember to, to be yourself and blah, blah, blah. And it sounded like some Clone Wars era um, Anakin. Not that we ever heard that dialogue, but that's the, obviously the time frame that's part of her instruction during her Padawan years. And we're hearing that now, but Hayden Christensen is uh, is voicing those words. And it's like, oh, will he show up? Or, or will he show up? Obviously, it's a flashback or something. Or, or are we just going to sort of have those like voiceover references maybe while she's meditating? We're going to hear that sort of stuff. But either mm. way, Hayden Christensen is clearly doing something for this show. Yeah. Now he has shown up. Now, that was a very positive-sounding Anakin in that trailer, those had lines. Had that smirk, had that Matt Lantis it, smirk. Yeah, exactly, like, right? It was, it, was, it was the perfect amalgamation yes. of Hayden Christensen and Matt Lanter. Yeah. So we get that. Now, it's not unlike shows movies anything to show you something in a trailer and it be completely different mm. in the in the film even by design to sell you something only to pull the rug from under you uh when you're actually watching the final product but just at least going off that blueprint of that's the sort of stuff that he's saying to her right now it seemed positive enough um the fact that Anakin does look like that now in the force he looks like Hayden Christensen rather than Sebastian Shaw and We've had a couple of lines so far in this show, and it was episode one or two, and then I feel like again in three, where Ahsoka is referencing the fact. There's that one key moment where she said, I abandoned Anakin, and I left him the same way that I abandoned Sabine. I left her. Mm, And so she's got the guilts now on, while Sabine, she has said, you are a troubling learner. You You are really testing me. You're making things hard but also knows that she did that to Anakin, but she still feels guilty about Sabine and and the fact that never finished the training, regardless of whose fault it was, Mm. maybe because she knows she's the senior, she's the master, she's the one that should have been more mature, more patient with it, and that she probably regrets, even though she had good reasons at the time, and even if she still agrees with those reasons now, maybe there is that just the knowledge of of, uh, what Anakin became. If she would have been around, what might have changed? What would have been Mm. different if she would have stuck around and been able to stop him from getting to a point where that happened and he would have not turned because he would have been a slightly different person if 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 Obi-Wan and Ahsoka were around at the the time. Yeah. Now, I, I, I... Talking Marvel on a different episode of the podcast, but WandaVision, right? We get to the end of that nine-episode show, and all the talk going to the finale was, Doctor Strange is going to show up and help Wanda. And I'm like, sure. Within the narrative, that might make a lot of sense. We're going to get one magician show up and help someone else that does some magic. Sure, that might work. As an outside watching a piece of entertainment narrative, no, it doesn't. This is her show. Mm. And also, in the current climate, you're not going to have this man, an older man, show up and help a young woman out and go, I'll save the day, love. A straight white man. A straight white man. Yeah. So what are you going to do in Star Wars? Have Ahsoka, the first, I mean, Rogue One, yes, but like Jedi especially, but like female-led, certainly first female-led series in Disney+. T- Plus. Titular get, character. Yeah, titular character, you're right. So, mm. I mean, Rogue One, as much as uh, Jyn I mean, Erso was, you know. <laughs> was, the, was the lead player, it was an ensemble piece. 
We've got Ahsoka leading the show for the first time. She's been a main player in Clone Wars, main player, well, ish in, in Rebels, but she's actually leading her own series. It's live action. They're not going to have Anakin come in and just be simply be like, hey, I'll make you feel better. But this is a story about her. It's somewhat like Rebel Season 5, but the fact that the, so much of the focus is on Ahsoka and not on the Rebels characters. Sabine, yes, but she's still a secondary character mm. compared to Ahsoka. I'm there thinking that next week is more about Anakin in whatever form and however it's happened and why he's there when we never saw that he had knowledge, Darth Vader, whatever. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Once maybe you're within the force, we'll find out whatever Filoni is 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 cooking um, <laughs> behind the scenes. That he is going to allow her to have some closure on what happened to him and say this was not your fault. You could not have changed anything. I'd made decisions. Oh, he's getting goodwill hunting her. I guess kinda. Like he. I would love that. He'd already made some pretty shitty decisions before he ever met Ahsoka. And mm. in Attack of the Clones, he already killed a bunch of, you know, children and women. I killed them all. Like, he already did that. He already had some demons mm. in him from a young kid through his teenage years and then the events of Revenge of the Sith. And as we come to learn when the Clone Wars was eventually made, everything in between turned him into the person that was susceptible to an old white man that told him the right things at the wrong time to someone who needed a father figure and someone who needed, you know, he needed to be to be pepped up so he's going to be like i was already me while he told and it would i guess this i'm going all over the place but we think about obi-wan last year where they finally meet and when he does cut off that left side of vader's mask in obi-wan and obi-wan sort of reaching out to him and saying what have you become he's like no 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 i'm what you made me you did this to me you know, you mm. threw me in the fire and you've made me this. If you think that I'm a monster, well, you made me this way. You never helped me when I was your Padawan and, and you know, threw out a lot of bullshit to him, blaming him for his own mistakes. But then also what I've become and the reliance I have on this suit and this machine and, 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 and everything else that's come along the way, this is your fault. He said, Anakin's dead. I'm Vader and it's your fault, Obi-Wan. This is, this is on you. Now, this is post-Return of the Jedi, where Luke Skywalker has his own son has made him see that, no, he was still okay on the inside. There was something in him that was able to defeat the dark side. It took him 20 years to do it, but he finally did it. It was through the love of his kids that he only found out about a couple of years earlier. And now he'll be able to close that chapter, use what he became, thanks to Luke, years and years after, and be able to finally talk to Ahsoka. Now, why, why did it take him... Uh, what, in the canon, eight, 10 years after Return of the Jedi to mm. appear to Ahsoka and go, hey, by the way, everything's all good now, no longer Vader. Um, hey, you know how you feel bad? Don't. It's not your bad. Now he's in the world between worlds in a moment of where she is very vulnerable. Maybe that's why, because the Force works in mysterious ways and Force ghosts only do things whenever they decide to. That's my... I'll, I'll go, I mean, I'm just or, saying we're, we're hedging our bets in the podcast going, it's someone manipulating her. I'm there saying, well, maybe it's it's him choosing he will help he will give yeah. her the closure that she needs to be able to shut herself off from the from the doubts yeah. and be able to fully focus on the mission ahead now that in itself too would work more so if this was episode seven of an eight episode run yeah. which we're getting and she's like oh now i can switch on but i also hate that in a in an eight episode series where we have to wait seven episodes for someone to get the suit or to finally go, oh, yeah, I can yeah. be this. And then all, instantly they, they solve the mission. Yeah, Whereas now we get this in episode five and then maybe the second half of episode five or at the very least uh, the next four episodes, um, she can 
she can take on the threat as a fully fledged, fully formed Ahsoka. Yeah, because I don't want I don't want Thrawn to show up for the last ten minutes of the last episode. No. I want him to be in, in much more of it. Yeah, even um, though they're teasing his, he'll be around for a while in this yeah. shared TV universe leading to a movie by Filoni. Yeah. I still don't want him showing up in the series in that final. Moment. I I prefer your your thoughts. But I just know mm. that in 2023, we can't have nice things. Um, you're talking to someone who's a lifelong uh, Joss Whedon fan, who's <laughs> who's known to just really just kill people yeah. uh, and just not give you nice things. Mm. So that's, I think, what's why I'm hedging my bets and guarding my heart a little bit, yeah. that it's not Anakin. Mm. My third theory for you yes. is, and I'll have to go back and watch the Clone Wars episodes, which, oh, damn, what a shame. <laughs> um, could this be a past Anakin. Could mm. this be a Clone Wars era Anakin? Mm. Say, for example, my thought is the uh, the Mortis episodes. Yeah. Where it's the father, the daughter, and the son, and it's like... Um, and that was kind of, I think, a pivotal episode for Ahsoka, because at that point, she died in those episodes. Mm. But then she was somehow bonded... Like I said, I've got to go back and watch. She was like bonded to the daughter, yeah. and then that little owl bird thing kind of became her... Oh, that's right. ...her yeah. symbol. Yeah. Whereas while that was going on, Anakin was being taken over by the sun and yeah. the dark side of the force. His memory was wiped at the end of that. Because he got the future, right? Like he saw what was going to happen he throughout his entire life. He saw the future. I think Qui-Gon appeared to him as a force ghost. Mm. He he was told he was the chosen one. All yeah. Because I remember watching it the first time going, how the fuck are they going to write around this? Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, mind wiped mind at the wiped. end. Classic trope, right? So <laughs> but could, could this be a moment where like when Ahsoka is killed during the Mortis stuff... Mm. Somehow we didn't see or whatever. There was there was a moment where um, Anakin ended up in the world beyond worlds, and mm. this and this is actually young Anakin that's yeah. talking to her, like the one like her friend. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It could be any of those or something completely different. Yeah. I mean, we spent the first couple of weeks um, debating on who Marek was going to be, and then he was just some green gas. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, like, because I, I did watch, a, I saw another thing, uh, Filoni was talking about the world between worlds, and he pointed out, like, when we see it at the end of season four of Rebels, mm. that's not the first time we've seen it. When you go to, like, season one of Rebels, mm. when Ezra gets his kyber crystal, yeah. at a certain point you see him in a ring surrounded by stars as the kyber crystal is coming down Oh, to yeah, him. yeah. I watched, that was one of the episodes I watched in the lead-up. Yeah. He was in the World Beyond Worlds there. He just didn't know it. We didn't know it. Oh, shit. And then later on when he's talking to that really rough-looking Yoda, the you know, the really bad-looking Yoda, who's, like, sitting on a log talking to Ezra in space, uh. they were in the World Beyond Worlds. Wow. Filoni's confirmed that. He's like... Okay. They just didn't know. Like, well, obviously Filoni knew, but it's mm. like the characters and us as the audience didn't know these things. So, yeah, potentially Anakin could have accessed the world beyond worlds on Mortis. And he he is at the moment in his life where young 16-year-old Ahsoka is dead. Hmm. And he has a moment to go and speak with 40-something-year-old Ahsoka. Yeah. That could be cool as well. And then obviously his memory gets wiped and he has no memory of it. But yeah. it's the not the Skywalker lightsaber thing that yeah, makes yeah, me... Yeah. That's what makes me think it's she could be getting manipulated. Mm. So, yeah. So many options. <laughs> and it was... Here I was thinking, like, I was watching it by myself and in the middle of the day. Like, it seemed like mm. the wrong setting for me to overly react to that episode. And there were just a couple of moments, like her slicing Marek, very similar to the way that Obi-Wan finally dispatched Maul. Like, yeah. one strike, 
you're done. And I like my mouth just hung open. I think I, I think I swore like pretty loudly. And I'm just, I'm not doing I'm not Truman showing this. Like no one's watching me. Yeah. But there was that a couple other moments in the lead up and during those fights or something that I just really dug. And then obviously like oh, Ahsoka throwing uh, Billy Eilish up against the rock. Oh yeah, knocking her out. Oh, Cop that. Yeah. And then so Anakin good. showing up because you heard his voice. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's. That's fine. Like, I I didn't recognize it. It wasn't until like because I thought, oh, it's going to be Ezra. Mm, mm. Like I was not expecting it to be Anakin. No, and like that's again saying like we expected that he would eventually show up. And at today we're recording this on uh, Friday, the eighth mm. of September, and uh, that's the day that Disney Plus are dropping a special called Master and Apprentice, which is yeah a big um. I don't know, a little doco, I guess you could say, a little um, little a little look back at the relationship between. Anakin and Ahsoka. And that news came out on Monday. And people are like, oh, this is dropping on Friday, leading to speculation that Hayden Christensen or Anakin will show up in Ahsoka at some point. Ooh. And cut to two days later, he's there he fucking is. there. And now we're going to get to see this doco, which is like, hey, anyone that doesn't know why that's a big deal, watch this special. I'm so glad I came in today. I had no idea about the special. Mate, that, you know what? It might even be out now. I'll open up a little wow. Disney Plus app. Um, You're going to hate it because I'm going to be watching that and the new Star Trek cartoon series that drops tonight as well. I'm not hating it, mate. I'm, I'm just glad you're watching watching mm. stuff that you appreciate, you know? Yeah. Here we go. Got a little Star Wars. What's new? Specials. Nothing is popping up yet, so it hasn't okay. dropped yet. But uh, yeah, that is uh, that is coming out. So I'm, I'm interested in that. I'll be I... interested to see what they... What I mean, I guess they have to show a lot of animated stuff, right? Yeah. But yeah, you know. Well, I even went back and watched that final episode of Tales of the Jedi, mm. um, because when the whole Marrick thing happened, um, I was like, "What the fuck is that about?" And then I remembered that that Inquisitor. Oh my god! Yes, that yes. she kills at the end of that. Sort of he kind of just—you don't see his body, but you see his mask fall down and then just like collapse, almost yeah. like Obi Wan's. Yeah. You didn't see any 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 mist and stuff. No, but so like you I'm, said, it was sort of a lower shot. But I'd forgotten yeah. about that because I was sitting there going, "What the hell's that about?" I didn't understand what that was. Yeah. But so I've heard a lot of people say, and I don't know if this is true or not, but what a lot of people are saying is Marrick's the the green, you know. It wasn't very green, but I guess when I went back and watched it, I was like, yeah, Man, I'm okay, colorblind. You tell me green. anything you want. They're saying it's Night Sister energy. Like yeah. in the same way the Night Sisters bulked up Maul and uh, Savage. Yeah. Uh, which I also read the other day, side note, uh, Mother Talzin mm. is like the biological mother of Maul Savage. Oh, and then shit. Like, and then a third brother called something else. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying, okay, so Morgan used her Night Sister powers to resurrect... Marek, mm. they're saying as a night brother or whatever, yeah. but it's like, well, technically Maul was a night brother because mm. that's, you know, as like a bodyguard or whatever, you know, as a thing. But then I'm like, but he was force sensitive. Mm. Like, remember he pulled, and why, why would you make him an inquisitor if he's just like a reanimated zombie corpse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And then I sort of, I've got to go back and watch some stuff and read some stuff because I know that the Night Sisters... I believe their magic, they access it through the force. Like, it's the same thing. Mm. They're just accessing it differently. Yeah. But I don't know that I've seen a night sister use, quote-unquote, force powers. Mm. Obviously, you have Asajj, who was a night sister who was also a Jedi, mm. or, you know, Sith, what do you want to call it? But, yeah, just the fact that in, like, episode two or three, in episode two, I guess, Marek was able to recall his Inquisitor mm. um, saber with the force... Makes me think there's got to be more to him yeah. just being a reanimated thing. Yeah. Well. So I don't. I don't. Yeah. That. 
that was the first thing I had I'd read too was that it's it's night sister magic like that's why you know he seems to be her mm. plaything and and uh, and you know you've got the other two and you know I've got a lot of the expanded canon at, I don't even know maybe it's an EU thing but I've got a lot of the expanded canon and by way of comics and uh, certainly a lot of books and games and obviously got, watch the TV shows which clearly isn't a part of it otherwise you would know but that uh, gaseous creatures are a thing in Star Wars. There are oh. there are creatures made up that are essentially yeah walking I don't know if they're walking mist, but the idea that Marek was what he seemed to be is not unheard of in Star Wars. Like yeah. that is a, that is a, that is a creature that exists out there. And again, Filoni's not just dropping that in cuz it looks cool. Like no. there there is there is a reason there. So. I think I think yeah, I think to add in like he to join the inquisitorius mm. as a you know, reanimated zombie mm. doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and at least with the gaseous thing, well, what's to say that a gaseous creature of whatever description, however, yeah, that's how much gas was... or solid they are, isn't just, well, that's, it's force sensitive, like in the same way that a human is, or yeah. that's, you know, a, um, a, the big rock creature from uh, Rebel Season 3, whatever that thing is. I keep oh, forgetting the about Bendu, right? Bendu is mm. like a huge part of the force, and he's yeah. not a humanoid looking character. You know, Chuba, oh, you know, there's a Wookiee out there. What's the Wookiee's name? Um, oh, Gunji. Gunji. Oh, uh, my boy Gunji. All kinds of things are force sensitive. I mean, you read from a certain point of view, which is like stories about, you know, obviously other people and creatures and things that were a part of um, the stories. A New Hope, certain point of view, it talks about the, um, the, 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 little, the creature that's in the garbage compact. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. That? Whatever, you know what I'm talking about. The big, the big eyeball Trash thing. disposal thing, yeah. the big eyeball thing that takes Luke under in the Death Star. That creature is Force sensitive. Oh. That and, creature is also in um, Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Oh, God damn. If you go over to the, um, if you go to the water bubbler mm-hmm. in Galaxy's Edge, there's a big, um, uh, obviously it's fake, it's a big fake water yeah. barrel behind it. And, and every now around. and then, this little idol will just pop oh, cool. up and look around. Yeah, yeah. Well, that someone wrote. I mean, this year is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, so there is a book. Uh, I think it, it's not out now. It's out very, very soon. It's September sometime. Uh, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, and so it's just different. I mean, some. I think the last one. You know, there's a story about what Palpatine was thinking about during something, and mm. what Yoda really thought when Luke came to visit him, and all these different things. But occasionally, you get a story that's about the creature in the trash compact room in uh, in A New Hope, and it's like, oh yeah, he's also force sensitive and that's like why he had an attraction to Luke or something like that so there's nothing to say that a gaseous creature can't be force sensitive and that's that would make more sense as opposed to well night sisters have used their own version of magic to resurrect something zombie style and then given it force abilities like it's a a couple of big stretches and then go and send it to inquisitorious school yeah um, Get yourself a cool suit and a lightsaber that spins, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because and I know it's a different scenario, but it's like I remember when uh, Asajj like retreated to her home, mm. like where all the Night Sisters were, and they they resurrected all the fallen sisters as mm, like zombies mm. and stuff like that. They were just zombies running around doing yeah. their thing. Like, I mean, there obviously wasn't time to put them all in cool outfits and stuff like because you wanted to see zombie Night Sisters, but yeah, just like why would you put him in an in, in like, yeah. why would he pose as mm. an Inquisitor? For that, so yeah, yeah I, I would. Hopefully, there's going to be a little more um, revelation on what Marek is. Yeah, I kind of wanted um, to like. I was like, what kind of graphic can I put together where it's a picture of Marek in the way of like a Barbie um, poster, where it just says, "I'm just Marek," because you know, like, <laughs> he's I'm just Ken. She's a Barbie that does this, and it says, yeah. "I'm just Ken," because he was just Marek, you know. And the, and what's funny about that is it's only our fault as fans. Like we didn't really. I don't know how much we even speculated. Like on the last episode, we said. 
the obvious answer, which I I don't think we believe that Filoni would do, was that it would be Ezra. Yeah, because it's he's clearly got force abilities, pretty handy with a lightsaber. Mask is co- uh, covering a face that we're not supposed to see yet. Uh, the voice is distorted, like we heard uh, more so in, in, in Episode Three for like two lines. But why would Ezra be here and not Thrawn? Like, the, yeah. this whole season is about the bad guys trying to build a machine just to get to where Thrawn is. Yet Ezra has been back like for yeah. An how could un- they unknown amount could, of time? Yeah, they wouldn't need the map if they have Ezra. Yeah. Especially if yeah. it was going to come into it was before we saw this episode. Especially if it was going to come into play about the world between worlds. If he was able to access going from one galaxy to another through the world between world portals or whatever, and well, he could just go back and, yeah. and get thrown. Especially if he's already working for the bad guys. Or so just, or just go old school with the Purgles again. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah, yeah exactly. there's Plenty of ways. So this, they, yeah. So then the internet was like, oh, okay, well, it's Starkiller. It's yeah, Starkiller. Oh, it's this person. Was, maybe maybe it's maybe speaking of zombies, maybe it's Kanan somehow, and that's why mm. it's being covered, and that's why Hera's gonna like you know she's got an emotional stake in this, and Jason wants to be just like his dad he's wearing his shoulder pad and oh, stuff oh don't even started on that oh my god so I didn't see that the first time then you sent through that tweet and it was just what was the uh, the, the little gif of like oh, try not to cry lie down try not to cry cry a lot yeah. <laughs> and then I watched the, the episode again and I was like that's a Dude, Filoni, that's such a cool detail, man. Because you don't even see it. And I'm pretty sure like it's just cut out, but there is a little bit of white on there, Mm. so it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it wouldn't be Kanan's actual shoulder piece. Mm. I mean, Kanan wasn't wearing it when he died. Like Mm. That was his like season one, season two look. So it's fine, but it would obviously be way too small to have been the one that Kanan was wearing. But Mm. just the idea that he's wearing a little green shoulder patch with some kind of white markings on it, just like his dad, is just like, oh, kill me now. And you mentioned a keen-eyed observer before. I saw another one on Twitter this morning, not calling it X, um, where someone had uh, zoomed in and, and taken a shot that, Behind, like the controls of the uh, of the ghost, which we see, <gasps> it looks yes! so much better. Look, I'm uh, I'm going to make an admission here in the safety of the podcast. Okay, I'm much well. We know that I'm much more of a Clone Wars than a mm-hmm. Rebel than a Rebels person. Yes. One of the things that um, I was never a huge fan of was the ghost. Mm. It's just a, it is little, a weird looking ship. But, yeah, yeah, like I love the fact that it's the Millennium Falcon, but it's not. It's a little bit different. It was just a little bit of a weird shape, a little bit too box. It's weird me saying boxy. I drive a Mini Cooper, which is arguably the boxiest <laughs> car that ever existed. Um, but seeing it in lot li- quote unquote live action now, mm. just a little more streamlined, yeah. a little wider, a li- chef's kiss. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it looked right. Oh. And the fact that they like the director, who Filoni, whoever, like made a made a point to give it its moment, mm. like when it leaves the bay and the and the X-Wings all come in with it. It's like, we did just get a little bit of shit porn yeah. of just seeing oh, that's it. that's the thing. You mean- because you realise it's up until this point, we'd only seen Hera in... Uh, the, what Phantom. Are, the Phantom. Mm. Yeah, they, we don't see well the Phantom Two, I guess technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the first time we're seeing the ghosts. Mm. And um, I just sort of checked myself there for a second because I knew that they'd thrown in the Phantom like it was nothing, but we definitely hadn't seen the yeah. ghosts. And then all of a sudden she's walking out to like get in with Jason, and it's like all of a sudden the ghost is taking off. I'm like, hang on, what? holy shit! There was no I... fanfare, you know. Like even in uh, uh, Force Awakens, I thought that was a great moment to introduce the Millennium Falcon, where they're like, "Where's it? We need a ship. Where's a ship? There's one." And then it pans over, and they're running towards the Falcon, even though it wasn't a dun, 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 sort of. I know it's a Superman thing, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. sort of like it wasn't a big like kick in the score sort of moment, but it was for us fans. Here's the reveal. Whereas this just like cut to a shot of uh, of the you know the uh, the 
what the bay, the bay, the ship bay. Yeah. I'm looking for three letters I couldn't think of, <laughs> and there's the ghost, and I'm like, oh yeah, like there it is, because it's not a big deal for the characters, so it doesn't yeah. have to be a big deal for the show. But you're and right, another great hero moment where she's, they're like, you can't leave with the authorization. She's like, watch me. Yeah, <laughs> such a hero. So thing. good. Yeah, and then when Jason's like, why can't I break the rules? She's like, well, when you're a general, you can. Yeah. But right now, you can yeah. shut the hell Until up. Until then, buckle up. <laughs> So Hera. And just, yeah, watching uh, those just, fly through with the X-Wings. Oh, my and God. And just something on there, too. I think one of the reasons... Like, we knew the ghost was going to be here because mm. we saw it in the trailers. But something that kind of made me just go, oh, it's not really going to be a big thing about it, is in episode one, mm. when uh, Sabine's, like, going down the highway and then there's those two ships, those oh, cool yeah. uh, really E-Wings like or whatever. Yeah. One of the guys... The guy identifies himself as Spectre 2-1. Yes, yeah. Which is obviously... Anyone who was um, a crew member of the Ghost, mm. you know, like Kanan and, and Hera were like um, uh, Spectre 1 and 2. Mm. I think Chopper was 3. Yep. And then like Sabine and uh, Zeb were f- three, uh, 4 and 5. Yep. And then I think Ezra, Ezra was, was six. 6. Yeah. So Jason would have been 7, I mm. think they said in the in the voice of it. So it's like, well, yeah, either they had more crew going through there mm. and like, he was a part of it or maybe it's something they add well, to... I guess- People we, serving on Lothal, yeah. maybe that's a, a call sign they use well, or whatever. Well, Rebels finished pre-Rogue One, and then the Ghost is in Rogue One. Yeah. And so, I guess, and then they would have fought within the... I would actually, I don't know where we would get it, but I would love to see... Because, I mean, again, in Rogue One, we see the um, we see Chopper's getting around uh, on Yavin 4, like uh, on, the, on the Rebel base there. Like, it's sort oh, of blinking, right. you'll miss it, but he is there. I would just love to... I, again, I don't know where we would see it. It would just be fan service type stuff. But like the idea that we get someone like Ahsoka, okay, she's got the Jedi excuse that, oh, by the way, she's a Jedi. She works in mysterious ways. Like even when all this big shit was going on against the Empire, where was she? We don't know. Like mm. she, we see her at the end of Rebels and then we don't see her in canon again until Mandalorian season two. And she's still hunting bad guys. Like where were you when uh, this whole uh, Death Star stuff was going Especially when you're working with Bail Organa, he gets killed. Maybe that's, I don't know, whatever. doesn't matter. But the idea of Hera, who is so tied to the Rebellion. Like, you can't... Ahsoka's big problem was that the the classic thing with Dooku and stuff, like, we Jedi are being used as political soldiers. That's not who we should... We should be helping people. We shouldn't be fighting as an army. Blah, blah, blah. But Hera is part of the Rebellion. She's part of this fight, very much in it. We never see her in any of the of, of the films, obviously, because she mm. hadn't been invented. But I would love to see something of a throwback where she is part of the fight in Return of the Jedi. She's part of those many, many ships that are flying around, yeah. firing off, and and well, I mean that was that was confirmed in um, uh, Sabine's like voiceover yes. in the Rebels. Yeah, we like, were part of the Battle of Endor. Rex was on board as yep. well. Like yep. Rex was there with her. It's like cool. Give actually that'd be a pretty cool um like season two tales of the jedi type thing yeah oh yeah maybe that's a perfect spot for that it. could be a, a good mm, thing mm. i mean i guess it'd be animated not live action i suppose that's fine. but like, we, at this anyway. point i think it's it's yeah. this show is doing so well that it doesn't matter like no. I'm, I'm at this point now like i was a little iffy on on hair those first couple of episodes mm. but season three uh, episode three and four oh, i'm yeah. like Interchangeable. Yeah, you can. You she can, was so you can good. Give in me animated three. versus live. Yeah, when she's um, talking to the council and she's yeah. just like, uh, oh, that, oh. "You didn't serve in the war, did you?" Yeah, I'm gonna just... play that. Were you ever in the war, Senator? No. Just sat back and waited to see who came out on top. That was such an oh my god! She served that bloke up, and just the 
just the not blinking. Like yeah. what I like about Shin Hati is that I don't think Shin has blinked this entire show so oh, far, wow. and that's and like. I love a big pair of eyes. You know that mm, about me. Um, so she's really got my attention at the moment. But like yeah, no, when you're playing it. a when you're playing a villain and you don't blink, there's something really unsettling about that. Mm. So when she's flying the ship and she's just like looking around and she's walking through the forest and zero blinking. But when Hera did that, and what I actually love, she had like it's the opposite of what I call the Terminator effect because Arnie did this talk about playing the Terminator where. He will turn his eyes and then turn his head. Oh yes, to yes, meet yes. His gaze, I remember that. Herod did the opposite of that, which is what you, when you're angry at someone, she's looking at that bloke going, "Oh, you just want to, uh, yeah, see who uh, who won, and then uh, who comes out on top and join their side." And then Mothma's kind of like, "Okay, come on, guys, we got to sort this shit out." And then it focuses back on Hera, and she's looking at that guy, but then turns her head to face Mothma while still looking at old mm. mate, and then just casually brings her eyes to look at me. It was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to her, but I'm still watching you, you piece yeah. of shit. And I love that so much. Snarky Hera is the best Hera. It always yeah. has yeah, been. Yeah, She's yeah. always had this really dry, yeah. just like, sarcasm just like oh really yeah is that, is that what you think is yeah because she's always you know? like she's been in it since she was a kid as we learned yeah. in bad batch that she's like she's seasoned enough she knows how good she is mm. that not that she's one or two steps ahead of everybody and thinks she's better than everybody but she's just so confident in her ways that it's like you don't talk don't talk down to me you yeah. have no idea about my history like even the council like mothma she's never going to talk down to mothma because mothma is the chancellor which i think is a a great addition to that, like the idea that she was so heavy, heavily in, and intrinsically linked to the to the um, to the rebellion, and what we see even in Andor, which I know you're not a big fan of Andor, but how like how much she's involved in the rebellion at that point of the story to the get through actually, the, the Mothma stuff in Andor is actually my favorite part. Oh, good, good. Yeah, it that's, is a great, that's it is a great the stuff that I want to see more of. That sort of real like double agent black ops sort of shit where she doesn't even yeah. trust her husband, her daughter she hasn't got a real big thing Pimping for. Pimping her daughter out for yeah. the rebellion. Yeah, like, she's having to like man. make friends with people that she knows is going to betray her. She's having to, who can I possibly trust? Like all that sort of shit is great. And then through uh, what we see of her in, uh, especially in, in Jedi and then, um, yeah, like what? Ten yeah. years after, she's the Chancellor of the New Republic. It's which hard is great. to tell because it was just a hologram, but it does not look like she's aged. No, it. Doesn't. I wonder if maybe they've given her some grey in her hair mm. and the um, hologram washed it out, so you couldn't tell. Yeah, but that could have been Andor Mon Mothra. But also, I would have as... liked that because she just like even without the aging the grey, she looked like she does in Andor. Mm. And I'm like, can we just? Could we not have just like? Even pulled her hair back. I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. I'm not saying you have to give her like a short wig because like Moth Marie and Jedi, obviously played by a different actress forty years ago. Yeah, had short hair. Yeah, I'm like, couldn't we have done? Because when they cast, who I think is an Australian actress, the woman who plays Moth Marie at the moment, oh. when they cast her in um, Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith, I remember watching that. Going home watching Jedi, and I'm like, holy shit, those two actresses yeah. are alike. It's amazing. Yeah. Dead and on. then they bring her back for um, for Rogue One, and then obviously in Andor, and and then now again, I'm like, yeah, you could be playing this role for a long. She's long fantastic. Time. She's yeah. amazing for yeah. such a nothing character in the original trilogy. Mm. They've really helped flesh flesh her out and makes it makes her much more interesting. Like nothing as far as screen time, and they didn't give us any backstory because it's like, oh, by this 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 person's really important. By the way. Mm. 
but then the prequel's like, no, this is how important she is. And then Rogue One's like, yeah, she was here yeah. too. And it was like, no, this didn't, is how important she is. Didn't an animated version pop up in Rebels? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, she was, yeah. yeah, she was in animation as well. Yeah. yeah. So they just kept giving her reasons to like, no, 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 this is why. And then we're like jumping back to Bad Batch soon. That's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, to jump back. It's hard to keep track. The only reason I even brought up Hera and, and the ghost, the, the, the keen-eyed observer spotted that behind the joystick, the control, the steering wheel of the ghost mm. was a picture of Kanan. <gasps> really? Yeah, I didn't see that. I, I saw... Can, I can't um, imagine how much they've zoomed in to get this shot, but it looks... I'm like, uh, oh my God, that looks like Freddie Prince Jr. And I'm like, I'm just saying that. Like, it, yeah. it, it probably just looks like... I mean, that would be a physical thing on the set. So what have they got? Like a real blurry shot of yeah. animated Kanan? Or are we going to... Like, uh, I don't know if in the next four episodes of what's going on in this story that we're going to have time for a, a flashback I saw, of Kanan. But... I saw Sabine's chair because obviously she always, like, she coloured up her chair. Mm. So I saw bits of, you could see a little bit of, like, the black and white checker and some purple and yeah. stuff like that. I want to go back now and see if I can see Yeah, um, I don't know at what moment, Kanan. but it would That's be cool. It'd be cool, yeah. Um, even if Freddie Prinze is not going to show up as he's Well, said, he... famously, I think at the moment he's, yeah, he's basically <laughs> very anti Star Wars. Is yeah. that because he didn't get the call to come back? To, I mean, you know, why you why you be hating, Freddie? Why you be hating? Who knows? He's all he's all over the place. Like between that and then you flip back to like him doing press for Scooby Doo, yeah. And it's like you cut to Sarah Michelle Gellar and she's like, "Oh my God, Scooby Doo was so pivotal to me as a teenager because it was like it wasn't a boy's show, it wasn't a girl's show. It was this, it was empowering, it was blah 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 blah." So this is why I said yes. Cuts to Freddie Junior and he just goes. It's a talking dog. Of course I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, just the fact that he can just be so, like, from one end to the other. And you remember the passion that he had for Rebels. Like, there was a lot of interviews that I saw him do throughout that show, after that show, and he had that sort of Sam Witwer energy about him. Maybe not yeah. the vast knowledge, but he was so about, like, the Jedi way and, like, against the idea of grey Jedi yeah. and how many people don't understand what talking Jedi mean. Talking about the fandom, and- too, when he's like, you, if you're upset about Star Wars, it's just because it's outgrowing you, or mm. you've outgrown yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You know, yep. it's like it's a, it's for kids, and you're mm. an adult now, and you mm. can't. You, he, yeah, very, very. So yeah, but now he's kind of, I don't know, he's, yeah, maybe he's pissed like, off. He's battery. like, I'm, he's like, I'm a Star Trek guy. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> the only the only weird thing this episode for me, and it's so minuscule that I barely even want to bring it up. But yeah. You know what I do? <laughs> um, Billy Eilish. Yeah. When old mate asks her how far they are away in the forest and stuff yes. like that, she says yep. a dozen clicks. Mm. I don't like that. There's bit I oh, know I I that I'm sure it exists somewhere, mm. but it just sounded weird. No, that stuck out to me too. And I know that when mm. we've talked about Stargate uh, over on Get Into Gate, and Brendan Brendan's talked about that with um, what's the, is, is that is it a colloquial? Colloquialism is that what that is? Like I it's guess. something that's specific to, you know, even so. Yeah, in something, this realm. something, a, a phrase that if we used it and then went to Japan and said it, they'd be like, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Whereas in say we're talking Stargate and an alien race that we've never met before. Doesn't matter. They all speak English. We're we're seeing through that veil of mm. bullshit in in sci-fi because we're only watching it um, for a, a limited amount of time. They use a phrase, a nickname, slang for for something that they never would. And in this, yeah. uh, so a click. What is a click? What is yeah. a click? If a click oh. to you is like a billion miles away, then that's one thing. But if yeah. it's a kilometre yeah. and you're saying they're 12 clicks away because they're 12 kilometres away and there was something else, oh, I don't know if it was I mean, the beginning used, of the episode. They've or used the episode. parsecs, so it's like they use human yeah. measurements. But that I mean, would, that parsec would... they used as a, dis- or a time instead of distance or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it got a little bit muddled itself. Yeah. But um, there was another one. I think that was episode four. There was another one in episode three and I cannot remember it for the life of me, but they used a term and I'm like, oh, 
oh, that's such an earth thing and I don't... Yeah. Look, I I would not be surprised if there are probably 40 episodes of The Clone Wars of clones saying clicks mm. and it never bothered me because yeah. it was very mir- militaristic kind yeah, of sort yeah, of yeah. thing. So if that's the case, fine, but it's like, it's, I don't know, just it just sounded odd in her yes. mouth. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. sat. So it could have just been the line reading. I don't know. It was just... But even like in the same episode when... Uh, Morgan is talking to her robot on the mm. bridge of the ISION and she's like, how long till this is on? And he's like, soon. And it's like, and then like, even the countdown was just like, and in five units, like it didn't even like have a unit. Yeah. It just said five or whatever. Yeah. That feels a little more Star Wars to me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'll... like I said, I, I could just be wrong in that. You know, yeah. Clones have been using clicks for. Mm. Yeah. That would have been my my excuse is like, oh, well, then what are they going to say? Because if they use it like Parsec, if you say Parsec, it's mm. like, oh, I wonder what that means. I wonder how big a Parsec is. But at the same time, well, it doesn't matter. Like when if Shin Hati comes up and says, oh, they're 12 something away, It even if they're 12 clicks and I go, oh, that's 12 kilometers or whatever, I don't sit there and go, oh, well, geez, that'll take them this many hours to get there on foot. And if they run, and who cares? It doesn't matter how far away they are. We just need to know that they know where they are. So yeah. they could have just said, soon, units, whatever. They could have say, said any word, and then Filoni afterwards comes out and goes, oh, by the way, that's the new word for a mile in Star Wars or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. that's, you know, I, I, if, if that's what we come away and, and have a little thing about, then that's a... That's a, it's a pretty that's good, a good episode, episode right? Yeah. One thing we need to we do need to mention because I meant to throw it in at the end of our last chat was um and I thought geez I hope we haven't missed the mark because then episode three not as much uh and it wasn't as much in episode two either but Balin Skull definitely had his time in episode four and mm. just got to send a massive shout out to the late Ray Stevenson who like the beast that he is as this character. Like when he's walking through the hallways yeah. just decimating those people on the New Republic ship, he is a man mountain who's just walking. He's like a like for me, he's like you know me, I love my horror icons. He's like a Michael Myers. He's like a Jason Voorhees. He's just walking through just a, a Hulk, but he's got superpowers as well. Yeah. He's got a laser sword. Like, he's a very dangerous man, but he's speaking so calmly. We get to the end of episode two, he's like, it will be such a shame to kill her because there are so few Jedi left. And then even in this, where uh, Sabine makes the decision to give the map to Balin, even though they've just spent all this time... Now, we're always going to get to a point where either Ahsoka's going to destroy it or Sabine is going to use it to... Um, even if even if they're at risk of the bad guys following them, I don't think we quite thought we were going to get to a point where the bad guys are going to say, please give it to us and come with us. And she's mm. going to go, sweet, absolutely. Because we're the three best friends. <laughs> but then she gives it to him and then... Shin Hati starts, sorry, Billy Eilish starts strangling her with the force. And he goes, no, no, no. I gave her my word that she would come mm. with us and I will keep my word. And I'm like, man, I don't know what you're about. I really don't. Like, you're obviously working for the bad guys and you're doing the wrong things for the right reasons. He said as much. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to start this war. Thrawn will, but it's what we need. Sometimes to, to build, you need to destroy first. Yeah. Well, I did send you something during the week. There's so many fan theories about like, oh, was Qui-Gon his, Ma- yeah, yeah. his master, his brother, all these uh, yeah, other yeah. things and bits and pieces. You being Mr. Colorblind probably didn't notice it <laughs> and maybe didn't even sort of hear the, the chat around it when the trailer first dropped. Mm-hmm. A lot of people pointed out that Balin and Billy's lightsabers aren't pure red. Mm. They're actually more of an orange red. I can see that they're orange. Okay, yeah, so they're more an orangey red and all Felonia said is like, you don't think that was for a reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think there's a purpose behind that? And I wonder, like, as we we know, like, go and get generic, you know, even generic Star Wars fan. 
I'll even throw like say my wife into. He's not mad, and she never watched any of the animated shows, and has mm. watched watched Mando, but didn't really watch Boba Fett. Hasn't watched Ahsoka. Watched kind of some of Obi Wan or whatever like that. But if I said name all the lightsaber colors, it would be green, blue, red. Yeah, standard, and that's all it was for the uh, Lucas films, right? Like that's oh, yeah. except for Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, but uh, and even that was a reason. I love that meme that gets around every couple of months. It goes cycles through, and it says lightsaber lore, and it's a picture of a book, a yeah. really thin book, and it says lightsaber lore because Samuel L. Jackson asked for a purple lightsaber, and it's this giant, yeah. really thick, unreadable book because he goes, "I want it," and since then it's like, well, it's more about your personality, who picks it up, what that means, like mm. whether you're a thinker, whether you're a fighter, and if you're bad, then it goes red, but you can also bleed a lightsaber. You can bleed a crystal, sorry. So if you have got a green one, but you go dark side, it will it will bleed the crystal to go red and blah, blah. It's like the, the lore and has then become endless. Ahsoka, be- like, apparently purified a couple of bled yep. so she's got a white uh, ones. crystals There's, to get her white crystals. You know, uh, what's her name? Ray, she's got the yellow one, right? Like, yeah. you know, what that means. Well, and all and- the... the um- the Temple Guard all had yellow yes. lightsabers as yeah, well. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. So we know there are reasons to it. So we wouldn't necessarily need it as these sort of deep... And there are well deeper fans that could probably answer this question right now, what orange even means. Mm. But I wonder where Filoni, or, or whether Filoni, in this show... Because we're four episodes in now. We're in the back four now. We're heading into the second half of the show. Yeah. Do we even care at this point? Like, is it necessary for the story to find out what an orange lightsaber is? Probably not. I, I think it'd be more just a hint towards whatever... Yeah. Because we the, know that the they deal were, is with these yeah, two. Or at least Balin was Jedi trained. He he was a Jedi yeah. or a learner at some point. So, But, it, then, but it, then didn't become an Inquisitor. Yeah. So it's so like, okay, he started what is to bleed he... because of that, but hasn't gone uh, yeah. full. But then I did, uh, someone said, obviously, um, you saw it in Tales of the Jedi and obviously you see it in Clone Wars. Mm. Um, Ahsoka had a very close bond to Master Plo, Plo yes. Koon. He was the one that came and got her, like in that yeah. first episode of Tales of the Jedi, yeah. which then obviously informs why she and Plo were so close during the Clone Wars. Mm. And then obviously I feel like there was a little bit of an homage to Master Plo in episode three mm. when Ahsoka goes outside and is like oh, lightsaber yeah. fighting in space. It's a great oh, episode of... That episode of Clone Wars was... Oh, <laughs> next so, level. That was so cool. Yeah. And even that, I reckon like a, a casual Star Wars fan that doesn't know the animated... Oh no, you, you don't have to be casual unless you're an animator, but you know what I mean. Mm. Someone goes in and hasn't seen the animation stuff and then you see someone walk out in a space suit and is just jumping all over the place and we would obviously assume she's using the force instead of gravity right yeah that's how she's landing and all that sort of gear but that would just look so far-fetched and so over the top it's like no 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 we've covered this before yeah no, yeah, that's yeah. fine that's yeah. fine the fact that she's like rebounding lasers shot a blast of shot off a ship and then cutting one in half yeah it's like, oh my god so apparently in extended universe stuff at some point mm. master plo did have a yellow orange lightsaber mm. So then some people are saying, okay, well, maybe he was, um, Balin was the Padawan of Master Plo or mm. something like that. And that could be a connection. Well, that, so would, that would actually be a great, why he is in this, not why he's in this show, but like that would be something that they could write in, which would make it more relevant as to his character being a part of this narrative mm. that is to do with Ahsoka. So yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, maybe maybe it's just a casual thing as well, like a throwaway, like what if Sabine's on the ship and they're on their way to this other galaxy and she's... You know, she's a Jedi in training, essentially. You know, maybe she wonders, well, she's never seen an orange one before. She's seen green. Yeah, maybe. She's seen the white. She's seen the red and seen a blue, I guess. How do you get an orange one? Why does that happen? And that would be an in-world way of telling the audience, this casual audience, even us, a little bit deeper fans, 
okay, this is what it is. Yeah, that would be great, And actually. that would be great, because otherwise, a lot of it comes down to fan fiction that the creators just go, yeah, I guess that works. You know, yeah. whereas now this will be a, a very, like, properly dialogue scripted reason as to why um, this happens. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I was Big also- ups to Ray Stevenson. He's just killing it. This episode yeah. was fantastic. The, the, the fight choreography, like, I know, well, you know, I spoke about how the first one in episode one, I was a bit meh. Mm. And then the fight against Marrick in episode two was really, really good. It's just getting better and better. In we had three fights fight in this. We had two going on at once, and then Ahsoka goes off and has a second fight. Yeah. And especially in this episode, mm. very much lent into the samurai style, mm-hmm. you know, that has obviously inspired the Jedi from the beginning. The the slow moments and the pauses were as important mm-hmm. as the frantic moments. Yeah. Just the stopping, the the sizing each other up, the subtle things to the fact that, and again, not everyone's going to, you go, well, Ahsoka's got two lightsabers. Mm. Why did she fight Balin with just one? Yeah. Because he's such a massive unit. Mm. She needed two hands on one saber yeah. just to be able to counter him. Mm. She wouldn't be able to do that with one saber in each hand. And then she burns her hand on the on the mat. Yeah. And then she can't deflow. Like when she's just trying to fight him one hand with it, she can't because yeah. it's like just the the sheer force that he's coming down with. It's too much for her to actually yeah. parry. And you know, so clever. Yeah. Just and even like so how subtle. calculated he was and calm in his own fight. And then when she throws Billie Eilish up against the rock, and like obviously she was going, always going to live off that, but still mm. it was a pretty he- heavy hit. Yeah, just need to knock her out for a couple of minutes. Yeah, he then turns around and it's just aggression and comes at her like swinging it down hard. He's not trying to like yeah. melee a little bit and sort of casually blast it off. And I'm going to get you with choreography. He's like, I'm just going to break you down. Yeah, and then eventually kicks her off a cliff. Yeah, it, it, it's very much giving um the mountain from yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, with this just like very calculated performance behind yeah. it. I just... They're even, I would say, like, Balin and Billy are also very Game of Thronesy dressed as well. It's yeah. much more medieval look well, than what you would traditionally see. I don't in, know whether it was at the start a, of that fight. Jedi or Sith. Yeah. I, I don't know whether it was the start of that fight or some other stage. I feel like he's always wearing the cape. Um, mm. But I feel like he had it off at the start of the fight. And he looked like he had sort of Clone Wars-ish sort of like Obi-Wan, Anakin armor sort yeah. of style over the shoulders. And I'm like, oh, that would kind of, I guess, make sense because that was when, you know, there's been no trace of you since then. You know, everyone thought you died after the, you know, Order 66. So I wonder whether he's kind of like kept his old look in a sense. Yeah, um, but Billie Eilish had like these like these metal plates mm. like off her hip, like mm. covering her thighs or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Like, all, like her, at one point, I think when you see her bend down to pick up is it the map maybe or something like that? Or maybe she picks up Sabine's lightsaber or something. But anyway, her lightsaber, which is like on her hip, mm. it's almost like clanging into it. Like you yeah. see, it's very close to like hitting in there. So it's, it's they're very interesting looks. Mm. So yeah, I'd definitely be into sort of finding out a little bit more about those two, especially with everyone connect the connections with the wolves and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So something I thought was, I hope we get a little more addressing on, and I'm assuming we will, is the Eye of Scion, mm. the, the the hyperspace ring. Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like, that's an allusion to, like, the Jedi, like, in Clone Wars, had their little fighters yeah. that would attach to those sort of hyperspace yeah, rings. Yeah, Obi-Wan in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. Attack of the Clones mm. as well. When we first see it at the end of Episode 1 or whatever it is, mm. I assumed there was going to be something else connecting to it. Mm. I wasn't expecting that, to just be the thing on its own. Mm. So it's like, okay, 
why did they go that design? Could you not have just attached like the seven hyperspace engines to a ship to just a ship? Yeah, and taken it. Why that design? Is it going because it's going to connect to Thrawn's Star Destroyer and be the hyperspace generator? Yeah. Is it going to bring that back? Yeah. Because obviously that thing got trashed by the Purgle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, th- I found very interesting. Mm. I was like, I was not expecting it to just go like that, just no. as, the, as the ring on its own. And then, you know, it's, it's a trigger word for some people, but like when it sort of last Jedi'd uh, Hera and the X-Wings that were around her... When they're right there, they're like, you got to stop it. So they're just driving, flying straight to it. And then I thought, okay, what's going to happen? Because they're going to get... We, we saw what Laura Dern did when yeah. she flew their ship into the Super Star Destroyer-looking thing. Um, it ripped that bad boy apart. But, I mean, that was a physical ship going into another physical ship, whereas this was a ring going over these other ships. They were just... It was almost like taken through... Um, it was, like, know, the, it was the, like being the in the gusts. wake, like on a yeah. boat and you, you know, you, you're a... Um, you're a swimmer getting yeah. caught in the wake of like a giant ship coming yeah. past or something like but that. But I liked it. It was kind of like uh, having a cake and eating it too where the bad guys left when they wanted to. They didn't like, oh, we've been stalled by the good guys and Hero and Co. didn't sort of deviate at the last second. Yeah. They were on track to stop them. The bad guys wanting to leave. Both happened and our ships got absolutely messed yeah. up. But yeah, and not to shit on The Last Jedi, but it's like that to me it worked better in this mm. because you're not drawing direct comparisons to well why didn't they just do it to the Death Star which is obviously the comparison with the Laura Dern stuff mm, mm. is it's like well if a tiny ship can take out a giant ship by going to hyperspace yeah. then why didn't you know the Millennium Falcon just go to hyperspace and destroy the Death mm. Star you know what I mean so oh, they're not about sacri- uh, about um, you know kamikaze missions yeah, like this, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just gotta get Laura Dern for that yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah so I think this way was done better mm. so it's like you could yeah anyone who you know liked episode 8 and 9 mm. um that fits in with them, but then me it's and Tony didn't. Get, I'm just like, <laughs> of seven that's and fine. Eight. Yeah. You get seven and eight, and it's like people love seven because it's nostalgic. You get people that love eight because it's different. No one really likes nine. Like the eight people don't like nine. The seven people don't, because eight people don't like nine because it was not a sequel to eight. Mm. And nine, uh, seven people don't like nine because that's not where seven was leading. So <laughs> nine's out, just out on its own. Yeah. And then you watch this show, and I'm like, so, you know, I've seen. Force Awakens, or I've seen, uh, well, I guess there's no books written around that. Oh, then there is, but like, none of this is going to mean anything. Like, it's not like, okay, I, I understand the movies, Force Awakens and Co. were written nearly 10 years ago. They didn't know that all this was coming. But as much as Filoni might not like 7, 8, 9, he's mm. still got a right in a franchise that is moving to that future. So we obviously, you know, Thrawn's obviously not going to take over the galaxy and all our heroes are going to die, but. No. It's all going to wrap up to a point where it's not that big of a deal in 10 years or that not enough people know about well, it. Well, or, or is Thrawn going to be the one that sets up the First Order? Well, I, that's what I'm thinking. I reckon... Or is is he going to be diverting... Is he going to be the one that starts now diverting uh, materials? Mm. Like, cause we know that there's em- empirical loyalists, mm. you know... On Exegol sort of thing. Well, no, the ones that were on Corellia oh, doing sorry. the ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Thrawn going to be getting them to divert resources to mm. Exegol for all those stupid Star Destroyer well, I think, things. And I think they've actually, and... from what I understand, or maybe even part of the book that I'm, I'm reading, Shadow of the Sith at the moment, is, I think as well, from what I understand from 
Rise of Skywalker, uh, is that that shit was kind of there when the Emperor was still alive. That was oh. always a contingency plan that he had just shit ready to go just in case. I mean, I don't know. But I had those thoughts yeah, too. Yeah, because that- of course you'd want to re- rebuild the Death Star that would take, what, five years or whatever, yeah. and it still wasn't done when you've got an entire fleet of ships that can do the exact same I thing. I know. Um, oh, and no. that's your backup plan. Yeah. Like you'd think the Death Star would be your backup plan, right? You would think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had that thought about Thrawn too. Like, is does he come back, and is he the genesis for the First Order, or oh. does he come back? Does he start another war? Even though he's kind of doing it in the name of the Empire, like okay, like true fans of Thrawn or the old school, like that know what he's uh, whether it's okay, old school canon, new canon, current canon rather, uh, they know that he's just out to kind of save his planet, save his people. You know, he's not necessarily like live and die by the Empire because he's all about them. Like he's very loyal to his people, and maybe you know, like by doing the thing for the Empire, he looks after his planet. The First Order were like, hey, we're going to finish what the Empire started. Thrawn kind of has that idea as well. So maybe he comes out and he starts it, or he starts a war. The galaxy get over it again because the New Republic wasn't able to stop it because they didn't see it coming or Hera and Co. warned them about it. They did nothing about it. Then the remnants of the Empire come out and go, we're back. Guy, none of this shit happened. We were in power for 20 years. None of this was going on. We had pockets of rebels out there. None of these big wars were happening. Okay, if you, we need to come back into power. Okay, mm. like I suppose because there was that moment with the the council where they said to Hera, they're like, yeah, there's there's imperial remnants, yeah. but they don't have yeah a central thing. And yeah. she's like, well, that will be thrown. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I even love that line too. They're like, hey. Blah, 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 hey. We, we could never get anything done if we didn't have people that work for the Empire not working for us. And, like, if there's going to be people out there. We didn't kill everybody. Like, of course they exist. And she's like, long live the Empire doesn't sound like the kind of loyalty that we're after, oh, though. So and I was so like, oh, good. double zing. She just kept firing shit back at them like, you weren't there. Yeah. These pricks were trying. They tried to, like, you're yeah, there going, oh, these people used to work for the Empire. I don't like them. I'm telling you, I went in there and asked a question. They pulled out a gun to my head and said, for the Empire, and yeah. pulled the trigger. Don't talk to me like you were there. Yeah. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. You fucking assholes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And Mothma stuck in the middle going, I believe you, but these pricks don't ever do anything about it. And also, <laughs> we might get ourselves into trouble. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking when Thrawn returns, could... Because he returns somehow. <laughs> um, could... Could he be the one... Because I forget, is it... Is it Bad Batch where we, mm. or is it Mandalorian? We saw like the group of different like um, generals acting as like their own little things. Mando, and, like, like yeah, talking about Thron or, or yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like they all had their, they're all like their own little mob bosses with their own little sectors of space. Yeah, and old mate, um, John Carlo Esposito. John, well, that, yeah. that's one thing. Is yeah, yeah. is is Thrawn gonna be the one that comes back? And then puts together all these individual elements and goes, okay, well, what Juan Carlo Exponito is doing, es- Esposito, sorry, is he the one that gives him the idea to start cloning the Emperor? Mm. You know, is that Thrawn's little bit before Thrawn's taken out yeah. or whatever? Because they've already between, been toying with that, yeah. Yeah, between obviously the end of Rebels mm. and the beginning of Force Awakens. Thrawn doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like, if he, we never saw him again after Rebels, that's fine. Yeah. So it's like, if he comes back, we know he's not going to survive completely. Mm. But yeah, what damage is he going to do 
in the meantime. Mm. And it's like, yeah, what is... And obviously, you know, we have to figure out what happens with Ezra. And yeah. Where's Ezra? Did, yeah. You know, uh, what was someone pointing out um, when Jason was first sort of shown in live action episode? They're like, so... Do you reckon, like, he ended up at Luke's school and got <laughs> murdered by Kylo? <laughs> and it's like, no, too dark. Don't go there. It's like Gunji too. Like, yeah. did, did, are Gunji and Jason best mates yeah. at Luke Skywalker's school and they get murdered by we, Kylo? We get a different flashback to Luke's burning temple and we just see that shoulder guard on, yeah. like, you know, outside of a temple, that, uh, a hut yeah. that's on fire. Next, next to a, a, a tuft of Wookiee fur. <laughs> oh, shit. And the I bandolier, mean, the little yeah. bandolier. I know. Here I'm reading Shadow of the Sith, and it's uh, I'm I'm watching like a, or reading about a young Ben Solo, doing things with Luke and training and and uh, and working around the temple, and then you and you know then you um see in Boba Fett Grogu training uh, at the temple, and you're like, wow, this is amazing, this is beautiful. I can't. And it's like, no, we know that this place burns down, and mm. Ben kills everyone. Like, yeah. stop showing us how amazing this could have been, and that's. You know, again, different whether whether you're a seven or an eight. Everyone's it seems to be an anti nine. Like generally speaking, that trilogy didn't really do what people wanted it to do. It's I wonder how much how different would anything that's like if those movies could just be removed, and then we get to see what this alternate world of like. But every, the Mandalorian was still made, and Boba Fett and Bad yeah. Batch were still made. All of this stuff still happened. How different? would these shows be if they didn't have to think that that's where eventually things have got to end, mm. right? Like with Bad Batch, end of season one, you're starting to see the uh, the beginnings of the idea of like, well, we either to get this cloning thing going, right? We want to we just like have this in our back pocket in case we ever need it. And then throughout The Mandalorian, they're talking about cloning and, and Juan Carlos Esposito, he was, he was what I keep forgetting his actual goddamn name. Moff Gideon. Gideon, right? That's it, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, that um, he had been cloned as well. We saw like the tubes of yeah. shit going. He was and, testing out with it. And, and that's all just building up to the idea that maybe that, they can help Rise of Skywalker excuse its own ridiculousness. In that Volcano episode in season one, mm. they very briefly, like the reason they're hunting the child is because they want to clone someone with an M count. Yes. Of yeah. being Metachlorians, yeah. which then, you know, Obviously, will tie into um, the the emperor and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and it's like, oh, was um, Moff Gideon trying to give himself force powers? Yeah, and, yeah, or well, maybe a bit of both. Of thing, you know, yeah, yeah, because there was that bit when he does come back to that little council of mob bosses where they're talking about the idea of cloning. He's like, now I've got no interest in that, and I don't, I don't know what uh, I don't know what you're talking about with uh, that. Now I've I've been showing absolutely no. It's like, dude, you've been trying. Hang on, so you're not telling them. You're all working towards this Thron thing, or at least bringing back the Empire in some description. But you've also been investigating the idea of cloning with an M count on the side. Like there's, yeah, there's a lot of different shit going on, and it's all just to support and help explain what the sequel trilogy eventually became. Yeah. So, which, to be fair, that's what the Clone Wars cartoon did. It helped fill out, yeah. you know, the prequel trilogy and the issues that we had with that when they came I, out. I guess when they came out, everyone hated them to death, and now it's like, well, at least they're not the sequels. Am I right? Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I was the same. It's like I love my Star Trek up until Voyager. Then Enterprise came out, and I'm like, what is this hot sweaty garbage? Yeah, yeah. And then Discovery came out a decade later, and I was like, maybe Enterprise isn't that bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I still think episode three is not great, mm. but it's it's developed a very hardcore fandom. Yeah, yeah, they're like it, the best of the of the three, and I'm like, is it though? See, I would, pr I would, pr I don't know. Like, uh, 
Yeah. I used to like, I think I was so stuck in the movement for years and years. Oh, episode one was the worst. And then so, like a friend of mine go, I think episode two is the worst. And I'm like, hang on, let me just think about that for a second. I'm like, yeah, it actually is. I think, I think that probably is the worst. But then when episode three came out, people go, finally, they figured it out. I'm like, I don't think episode three is that much different from one and two. Mm. But episode one, maybe it was because my introduction to the franchise, but also just... The way that it looks, the pacing of it, the sort of smallish story. Yeah, I it think it feels more like Star Wars. I think than it's one, two and, three and then it's two and three, like because obviously two and three are the ones with Hayden. Mm. So you know, as opposed to you know one with um Lloydy, yeah, his name? Jake, Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, yeah. So yeah, that I can sort of yeah. Whereas I don't know I just I don't think you can beat the Battle of Geonosis. Like as far as that trilogy mm. goes, me as a little kid, I mean I wasn't that little. It was what two thousand when it came out. Two thousand two, yeah, yeah. Um, just seeing like 40 Jedi yeah, yeah, with yeah. lightsabers oh, that, all yeah. just like around the survivors, a barrier creep, like, come on. <laughs> and like Yoda, like bouncing around like a frog. Yeah. Fu- come on. But between that and the, and the, all the Jedi in the arena, I just remember leaving the cinema and we were standing out a couple of us going to the bathroom and just standing next to a friend of mine, big shout out to Mark Ogden. And he's... <laughs> He was just like out of breath almost. And he yeah. Was, and I'm looking at him, he just sort of put his head on his wow, I just, um, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember having a toy collection of like eight different Jedi. Yeah. Like I had Plo and Shark T yeah. and Kiari Mundi yeah. and um, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. For life. Like, you know, he yeah. gave us all these kick ass people. Whereas like episode three, like, uh, what's the what's the lava planet? Yeah, Mustafa. I couldn't be more bored. During that battle between Anakin yeah. and, and Obi Wan, like so, like everyone's like, this has got to be the biggest fight of all time, and it was, but like to a to a level that I'm like, I don't, I didn't need them like swinging off electrical cables, yeah. hitting each other as they swung past, and then on like the um the hovercraft little platforms yeah. over lava, and it was just you know like so, it was so much that I just. Do you know what I'm going to do for you as a present? You can put it in in post. Mm-hmm. I'll find it for you. It's a scene from Gilmore Girls. And it's the two main characters talking, and they've just gone and seen number three. Okay, because it's circa like two thousand and six when the sh- when the show ca- when the episode came out. Yeah, they're not allowed to use any of the actual Star Wars words. So he's like, so he's got a flashlight thingy, and he's got a flashlight thingy, and they can jump really high and have superpowers. And they have those flashlight things. Yeah, that's the right name for those flashlight things. And Jedi powers of mind control, and they can move things, so they're telekinetic. And they hover on their jet saucers over molten lava, and they can jump and fly around like they're in Cirque du Soleil. Ah, coffee, please. But what gives one Jedi Knight the edge over the other? How the ultimate advantage? They stand on a mound of dirt and declare, you can't win, I've got the high ground. Dude, if he said it, that's the way it is. It's a fictional world. He's four feet up a little slope, and that wipes out all the other guy's powers to fly, jump around, move things around with his brain, use his flashlight thingy. You've got to learn the right term for that flashlight thingy. This has been bugging me. For months. We saw that movie months ago. You've got to let it go. I can't. George Lucas owns San Francisco now. That's a city. You can't argue with a man who owns a city. All the other guy has to do is scurry onto land and run up a hill a bit, and then he has the high ground. I mean, they can fly jet pods, but they can't scurry. Go on a website or something, okay? Because there are thousands, no, millions of your kind out there debating all the minutiae of not just this Star Wars movie, but every Star Wars movie. You dragged me to see these movies. No, you wanted to see that movie. So I can't critique it because I wanted to see it? That's how it works. What about Bewitched? Okay, I'm sorry. They screwed up Bewitched. Nicole Kidman, good choice, but that concept? You should go on a website. No, but Bewitched is iconic. A Dr. Bombay, Larry Tate. There was no Larry Tate. Hey, let it go. We saw this months ago. This is different. You can't have Bewitched without Larry Tate. Here's your coffee. So should we stop going to movies? We should stop caring. Okay, bye, doll. Bye. 
Because it's like if Gilmore Girls is making fun of what you're doing, yeah. <laughs> what have what are you done? I mean, you can't argue with that logic, either. you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, like you said, we we at the time we thought they were the last one. When I say we were getting, I was a fan for about three years at that point. So you know, now I I've never hated the prequels like everybody. I recognize no, that the original trilogy fine. were better movies, but I did I never hated them. And no. then since you know I, we're twenty years on, and people all of a sudden going. No, they're okay. Hayden, we always loved Hayden. I'm like, no, you didn't. You know what's proof of no. that? Have you seen what happened to Jake Lloyd because of how much you hated that yeah. poor little bastard? He was 11 and he never recovered from that. Ever. That poor guy. At least Hayden gets some type of like redemption arc. And even he looks like a broken man at this point. Like mm. he, he suffered for 10, 15 years of people hating him. And then they throw him back in in a little cameo sort of thing in, uh, in Obi-Wan or prior to that. They bring him out at a Star Wars celebration. Everyone's like, we've always loved you. Like, but have you though? Hey, see, there's another, there's another um, feather in um, episode two's cap. Mm. Is it gave us Dominatrix Amidala? Yes, and then that 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 scene of um, uh, Hayden Christensen just like shirtless in bed, just huffing and puffing, all sweaty. Yeah. That was something like fifteen year old me was not prepared to deal with at the time. <laughs> I was like, "What? What? What am I? What am I enjoying this?" <laughs> and- no, see, once uh, once uh, Padme got half her shirt torn off by a creature on Geonosis, yes. I very much knew that I was enjoying that. So, yeah, um, what do they, what do they call it? Uh, someone like I think it was like um, MythBusters or mm. one of those people in it did like a version. They're like. For her to jump off that thing and then land on that animal yeah. behind it, the pound per square inch that her vagina must be able to take of force <laughs> means that it's, it's, fantastic. it's fantastic. They're not wrong, though. Yeah, no, that was that was a vibe. And uh, yay or nay, we've got to wrap this thing up. We can talk mm. about this until episode five comes out. But yeah, yay or nay on the uh, de-aging of Hayden, because I, I liked it. I thought it looked good. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it didn't look too iffy. I think because it is the world between worlds yeah. and it was a little bit misty, it mm. looked fine. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have any issues with it. Like I, I think I had my glasses on. I'm pretty sure I did, so not to lose any yeah. of the quality of I the episode. But don't think he had his scar yet. Oh, I don't know if I saw geez. a scar. Good question. Good mm. question. Um, I have to go back and have a look. Because on the poster that they put out, like eight minutes after the episode came out that shows Anakin, he does have a scar okay. uh, on the poster image. But maybe he, it was just a certain angle or lighting yeah, or something like that. Maybe, a hair, maybe his strand of hair was in the way or something. But here I was, because I never, come, like, you know, I get people on, online, they're like, hey, he, was un- he wasn't de-aged in Obi-Wan. People hated it. He is de-aged in Ahsoka. Everyone hates it. It's like, you can't please you mm. stupid fans online or whatever. In fairness, I, when he did show up in Obi-Wan, I'm like, ah, oh, that's like... Everyone ages. It just sucks that now he's playing an even younger version than the last yeah. time we saw him. Last time we saw him was Revenge of the Sith, and he had long hair, and he was three years older than the first time we saw him, and now he's playing someone far closer to Attack of the yeah. Clones, probably pre-Attack of the Clones. It's probably before he got his hand cut off. So he's playing younger than we ever saw Hayden Christensen play this actor before, uh, this character before, but now he's 20-something years past yeah. that. It's a shame that he looks older, but you know what are you going to do? And Honestly, I'm like, watching a character. I'm not could watching... any? Yeah, I looked at it, and I just went... Like I said before, it, it was almost like a perfect blend between Matt Lanter and Hayden Christensen. Mm. And it's like, at the end of the day, could anything be worse than when we saw Luke at the end of Mandalorian? Like, that, the first pass on that? They, yeah. They've, I think they've fine-tuned it a little bit. They did, but then even, like... And like, I know that they're, you know, they were working on putting someone else's face on a, on a double and mm. whatever involvement Mark Hamill had or what he wasn't getting around doing what Hayden's doing. Well, Hayden's actually yeah. on set. He's the character yeah. that's going to be... He's the actor there. But I feel he's going like to be when, the character there at the end. When Luke came back in, what was it, 
uh, Book of Boba or yeah. whatever. Like they'd make huge. Oh, that was definitely better. Huge leaps and bounds better well, than isn't the isn't the urban myth or maybe the truth they brought on. There was a guy who did it himself at home, re-released the clip on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so much better. They hired him. Got a job as at, part um, of the time. Lucas Industrial Line Magic. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, was, yeah. yeah. Industrial Light. Yeah. So um, I I don't because I but I didn't. I was like, oh, that's a shame. But I didn't get it there and bitch about it. I was like, it's yeah. cool seeing Hayden come back and play uh, a friendly Anakin-era version yeah. of that character, whereas he comes back here and it's it's uh, he's de-aged. I'm like, oh, that looks... Um I thought that looked really good. Jump on Twitter and someone's like, that is flash level bad CGI. Oh, and I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. No, it, yeah. you're Look, just complaining about shit now. Yeah. It absolutely wasn't. To be fair, all of the lines of speech that he had were not on his face. Yes. All, we, all we saw was a smile. Yeah. Maybe when he starts talking next week, it'll, it'll, be look, different. it'll look rough. Yeah. But as far as him just looking at the camera and smiling and yeah. looking like there's a little bit of Vaseline on the lens, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fine. We're in the world between worlds. If anything... It made him look... Maybe it was just the haircut. Not. It wasn't even, oh, well, that's what he had in Revenge of the Sith. Maybe it, it had me... I was looking at that face going, he looks... Talk about an amalgamation. He looks like real-life Hayden Christensen by way of Clone Wars animation. Like yeah. There was something about him. Maybe it was just the Hugh Vaseline yeah. sort of look. It actually looked a little bit animated. Nowhere as bad as what he looked like in um, uh, Tales of the Jedi. Remember when he remember when he rocked in when Ahsoka was getting her like... Um, oh, yeah, the training. Her training. Yeah. And that bug-eyed weird motherfucker walked in. <laughs> I'd have to check it out again. Oh, actually. woof. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go back. Mm. I'll go back and have a look at that. Yeah. But uh, no, you're right. It, it could be all different in episode five when he's walking and he's talking and we yeah, uh, and we hate I mean, it. all these shows tend to fuck it up at the end. Yeah. So it really could still happen. We'll <laughs> see on, what happens. Come on, Dave, please. And until then, I watched, saw that the other night. I'm like, well, come on, Disney, put some extra money in. Go back into Obi-Wan because that's not a physical release yet. Do a jeans guy on it and de-age him in those um, flashback fight scenes with Obi-Wan because that would just like, if it took you out of the show a little bit because he wasn't de-aged... Take that element out of it, yeah. And even if he is DH, you're going to understand why they did it. So, I don't know. We're just we're excited, you know. Like it's gotten such good reviews and ratings and stuff. It was 100 percent of Rotten Tomatoes for like the last two days since it came out, and nine out of ten on 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 IMDb. If any of that means anything, it just means that people are enjoying it, which is really really good. Let's hope they don't Marvel Disney Plus this and absolutely crap the bed at the end. Yeah, but. I've come on, like, this is Dave Filoni's baby. He loves Ahsoka. I saw a video during the week. I don't know whether you sent it to me or I saw it otherwise. And he said, no one can touch this character. Because they asked him, could you, are you reading the extra canon, the comic books and the and the, uh, and the the novels and all that? He said, it's kind of impossible for me to do my job, but also read absolutely everything that's coming out. And they said, what about Ahsoka? He said, no one can do anything on Ahsoka without my permission. Yes. So when I read that book and then we were talking about, does it get contradicted with the Tales of the Jedi third episode? I'm like, well, clearly not because Dave Filoni was aware of what they did in the book. He okayed the book and then he wrote that episode of Tales of the Jedi anyway. So it obviously fits and it will fit and he's not going to stuff up this show. Please, the love of God. <laughs> we're good after four episodes. Don't secret invasion this. Okay, you can check out our thoughts on that on our latest Marvel episode because we finally decided we've got to talk about what that show became in its season finale, series finale. Hopefully, at this point. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, anyway, well, we'll be back to talk about uh, episode five and things to come in uh, in a circus. So, uh, thank you, Maddie. I was going to call you Star Wars name, but what is it again? Dars Endax. Well, <laughs> here I now was going. I feel really bad that I don't remember. You yeah. don't remember your own name. Nah. Get into geek.